cliffcentral.com. Well, it's time for us to bring in our own household shrink. He's the guy who we can talk to. We can uh, get involved uh, when we've, we're going through something. And I thought that this morning is probably the best time to uh, check in with Dr. Hanan. The to- topic of a- AKA, obviously, and the shooting, as well as the effect on people, including his loved ones, of having to see that CCTV footage that everyone's passing around. Um, also, you know, there's so many people who have gone through similar stuff. We're, we're a crime riddled country. There are people all over South Africa who have lost loved ones. There are people who've been involved in, you know, violent incidents of various kinds. And it's something that South Africans are just, we just told to cope with it. You know, here we go, guys. This is part of being a South African and it's, it's not normal. I mean, I know that violence has been a part of human existence for the longest time, but this has got to have some really detrimental effect on you. And if you want to know what that's all about, luckily for you, here's Dr. Hanan. Hey, Doc. Hey, Doc. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Doing great. All right. So we, we mentioned in the introduction that this AKA thing may be a trigger for many people who've already been through some horrible things in South Africa. It's not rare. It's the exception to the rule to meet someone who hasn't been touched by violence in this country. And when you see something like this happen to someone, you know, rich, famous, uh, well-known, someone who people mostly, I suppose, in South Africa proud of, we love, uh, it's, it's very jarring. It's, it's very upsetting. It can be, uh, extremely painful for some of us. So what are your initial thoughts on this doc? And then we can get into like how you cope with this stuff and, and what families and friends can do when they're faced with similar situations. Um, it's a really interesting phenomenon when um, a celebrity or a public figure um, goes through this kind of thing, because there's something that happens to all of us when we grow up or when we engage or participate in a public figure's life, because we think we know them. I'm sure you've experienced this yourself, Gareth, being a public figure, when you go out and meet people that you've never met in your life before, but they feel like they know you and they engage with you as though you've been part of their lives, part of their mornings for the last, you know, 10, 20, 20 years. And I'm sure you think like, I don't know this person, but the person feels like they're a part of my life. And that's how we think of celebrities or public figures. They, yeah. The song that they sing is like, well, they obviously sing it to me, the words that they sing. Well, they, it really resonates with me. And you feel like you know them. You feel like you've been through the, the, the dating world with them. You feel like you know their families. You feel like they, you know their routine and what they participate in. And you feel like being a part of their lives. When they uh, pass on, or in this case, a much more traumatic event such as get murdered, we feel like it's part of our world that gets disturbed too because they were part of our world. So this is an incredible loss for all those people that have known him, that were part of his world, that were part of his life, that uh, resonated with his music and his message. So this is a a, a loss, and not just a loss to his family, but a loss to all those who were were who he took a part of their lives uh, as well. Yeah, Lebang, you you obviously got some things you want to you know ask Doctor Hanan. I mean you. You knew him probably better than uh, than I did, and and probably better than a lot of people did. So you're a bit closer to this. Um, what what are your immediate feelings, and and what sort of stuff are you going to deal with in the next few days? Um, sure. 
I guess like off the bat, my initial feeling was anger. Um, you know, Dr. Hanan, I was, I spent most of my weekend really upset and I didn't know who to really, who I was angry at. I didn't know what was at the core, what I could do about feeling that way, about being that mad and um, having to just like be at home and hang around my kids and smile and laugh at them. But where, whereas inside I'm quite furious and almost like borderline outraged at the fact that I'm ever going to see AKA perform again, at the fact that I'm ever going to have a, a conversation with him again. And it's exactly what you're saying. It's you, even on the outside, you feel so close to this person's life. You are on their social media every day. You know where they are today. You see them spending time with their kids and what they're doing in their day. And suddenly they're gone. And after the rage or the anger, I just fell into this deep sadness that everything was triggering. If I hear his song, I'm crying. If I see a video of him, I'm crying. I have to just stay off social media. And so it's, it's really just going through the motions for someone like me who was really that close because it, it's feeling so close. And we're still coming off of the loss of Ricky and, and, and. So oh, yeah. it, it's just a lot for one time. So like mentally, I'm just, I can feel as though like something's gonna, something's gonna happen. And I'm hoping that it's not, it's nothing major, but having to stay off social media is just like the first thing I, I can do. And I, I'm just worried. I, I don't know really like at what point am I just going to like break, break down in front of my kids and just like, I have to run away from them now and cry in the corners and just not, I don't want them to see me this distraught because then I have to explain to them what, what's actually going on, but it's just too triggering right now. Anything, if even as much as a song is just, it's just, Yeah. You know, um, Lebang, the loss is incredibly difficult, as you can, uh, I mean, as you're attesting to now. Um, especially when somebody was so close and so a part of our day and our lives and their music and their message resonated with who we are and what we're about. And loss is difficult for, it's almost... It's so natural because it's a natural order of things, but it's so unnatural because the brain just can't make sense of it. I mean, it's, mm. just, it's like a sick magic trick. It's like the person was there one second and the next second they're gone. And where are they? Where are mm. they? Where are, where are they? And uh, I find that people that hold on to religion uh, cope with it much better because they can make sense of it. But mm. uh, for most people who can't cling on to that, it's a very, very difficult. And even people that can make sense of it, it's still a very difficult emotional thing. Now, couple that with the fact that somebody dies at such a young age, mm. it's unjustified. There's mm. such a lack of justice and done in such a horrible way. And when we go through a process of loss, and loss is when my world turns from A to B, and my head can kind of understand it, mm. but my heart rejects it completely. So my heart's like, no, 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 it's not happening. My head can kind of piece together the dots or piece together the pieces and connect the dots, but my heart's like, I'm not accepting this. Yeah. And healing happens when your heart eventually comes to terms with the reality of what it is. And there's a couple of things that you need to know when you are dealing with loss. And I want to mention two specific chunks of information that will help you. So first of all, there's what we call stages of loss. And stages of loss, when somebody goes through this vacuum of what the hell just happened, we go through shock, then denial, then bargaining, bargaining, oh, I should have done this, I could have done this, then anger, then guilt, then depression, and then acceptance. 
And the mistake and the misconception is that these are stages and these are not stages at all. This a person can go through when they go through the vacuum can go from stage one to stage seven to two to one to five to one to seven in a minute. So you'll see the bang, you'll go from I don't accept it to I'm okay with it to I feel really guilty to I feel really angry to I feel really sad to I accept it to I don't accept it. And you can go through that in a minute. And as you start piecing it together and you've got to let time do its thing, as you start piecing it together, the frequency of jumping from one phase, it's not a stage, from one phase to another becomes less and less frequent and eventually you kind of settle with acceptance, you integrate the loss into your world. But the question is, how do you do that? And the second thing that before I share with you how you do that, the second thing that I want to mention to everybody that's been through loss, we always have the feeling of, oh, I should have, oh, I could have, oh, I didn't. And there's always a sense of regret. I should have reached out to that person. I should have been friendlier. I should have spent more time. I should have ticked off more things off my bucket list with this person. Now they're gone. Now, let me tell you something. That person is gone, but not, don't let their memory, uh, don't, don't lose that person and don't let that, that person die or death uh, go in vain. Learn from that lesson and who's around, the people that are around, your children, your spouse, your parents, those are the people that you should be investing your time into because you've made perhaps a mistake by not investing in the person that you've lost, but don't make another mistake by not investing the, with the people that are currently present in your world it's so easy to go oh i should have i could have with that person but those are empty coins that you're going to kind of pour into something that you can't control go pour into your kids because you don't want to have that regret go pour into your parents you don't want to have that regret go pour into your friends and your siblings and the people that you love and you care about today because you never want to go back and go oh i should have for a second time invest in the people that matter the most to you today don't make the second mistake twice Nabang, you need a you need a minute, babe. You're right. Yeah, it's hot. It's awful. It's awful. It's horrible, right? I mean, it's Doc. Uh, again, for many people in South Africa, and for different reasons, this is going to be a very uh, ugly reminder of the kind of stuff that people put up with daily. Um, you know, there there is a huge amount of crime. There's a huge amount of violence. Are, are we? I often think that maybe human beings should be more used to this, considering how violent our history has always been, and considering. How, you know, until very recently, peace is not the default setting for humanity. Surely over the years, and I'm talking about thousands of years of evolutionary biology here, we've developed quite good coping mechanisms for this stuff. But it seems to me that it just never, it never gets any easier. And apart from a few very calloused, hard, angry, sometimes, uh, I don't know, maybe they, maybe they're blessed with something the rest of us don't have. Those people just don't seem to be affected by stuff as much as we are. Yeah. You know, Gareth, there are very few things in, in, the, in the human psychology that as much as we're exposed to it, we just yeah. never get used to it. Uh, and it doesn't become easier, even if we can prepare for it. And just maybe to give you an example, you know, when I see patients that have lost someone suddenly or without really, without any without any preparation versus when I see people that have lost somebody with preparation. In other words, somebody maybe is, that is dying of cancer and they've had the chance to say goodbye and to travel with them and maybe to take off the, uh, things off the bucket list. Yeah. When the loss occurs, the trauma is the same for both groups. 
this trauma and the loss are the same. So whether you are prepared for it or you're unprepared for it, yeah, loss is no. one of those things where it makes no difference. It makes no difference. So you can prepare for it all you want. You can try and make sense of it all you want. But when it happens, your heart goes, what the hell just happened? What the hell just happened? And you go through the, exactly the same, the same process of loss. And you have to go through the same process of healing as well, whether you've expected it or you are, or you're unprepared for it. Yeah. Um, I suppose that's just what we got to do. You just got to be ready. All of that's going to be a part of the, the, the process, these phases that you talk about. Um, is there a, is there a chance that some people get stuck, stuck in one of those phases and they don't get out of it? Definitely. Definitely. And that's a very important point. And, you know, when they say time heals everything, it's not true. It's what you do with that time that heals everything. So I can go through a loss and cover my head with a duvet and wake up three years later and I'm still in the same spot. As a matter of fact, I'm three years behind on my healing. you got to just move forward. And how do you move forward? you got to engage with the world that currently is. Your kids are still around. Your family is still around. Your friends are still around. You've got responsibility from your identity in your job to your identity as a parent, to your identity as a child, to your identity as a brother. You've got other purposes. Don't allow the death to slow you down and make you worse. If anything, allow the loss of this particular individual to make your life more meaningful and better. Create order in the chaos by moving forward and filling in the gap with things that are meaningful. Don't let the person's loss go in vain. Yeah, uh, there, are, there are a lot of people here just sending their comments through about the first time they met AKA, how they felt about him. I mean, obviously going over those memories is a good part of, of, of what we need to do in order to bring ourselves to a point where we can accept this stuff. Uh, but really, we do live in a very, very dangerous society. And we, this is mm-hmm. not just a dangerous place for celebrities. This is for everybody. And if, if this has in some way triggered you this morning over some memory that you have of something that's happened in your own life, then I'm sorry, but it's probably a great time for you to listen carefully to what Dr. Hanan says here and to prepare yourself for those phases of grief and, and figure out how you're doing, where you were at in the process and whether you're making progress because, uh, Doc, it's, it's not like you can avoid these things in your life. There's going to be loss. There's going to be pain. There's, there's going to be death. So you just, you have to just deal with it. When it comes, God willing, you will be able to deal with it as well as possible. Absolutely. You've got to just expect it, accept it. It doesn't make it easier, but at least no. you don't see it as a terrible thing that you're going through or rather as, a, as an alien thing that you're going through and you walk through it. And you come on, and I come out at the other side being better. Better, not bitter. Um, thank you, Doc. Yeah. Pleasure. LeBan, right. sending you lots of love. Hang in there. Thank you, Doc. That, that's the thing All about right, not being you. able to cry in front of your kids. Now I'm busy crying here at work. <laughs> yeah. worry, None of us will tell the kids, LeBan. So, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Uncle G. Thanks, Uncle G. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Doc. Right, we'll guys. see you next week. Pleasure. Cheers, Cheers Doc. Bye. Bye. Dr. Fanon.